Welcome to the Law of Attraction in Action podcast. My name is Michelle Joy, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm here to inspire you to live amazing lives through the Law of Attraction and help you see how powerful you really are. In this podcast, you'll hear interviews, and I will give you inspirational talks on my Monday session. So thank you so much for joining me, and happy manifesting! Are you looking to connect with more like-minded people? Are you wanting to find a place to raise your vibration so you can attract all that you are wanting? Beginning Wednesday, July 1st at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time, I'll be hosting weekly joy chats. These free Zoom calls are meant to be a place for all who want to live in joy and want to help raise the vibration of the planet. On these calls, everyone will get a chance to share what brings them joy. When we do this together, we were able to collectively raise the vibration of the planet. But I need you to help with this mission. To learn more, click the link in the show notes, because together we can make a difference. Welcome to Love Attraction in Action. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. My name is Michelle Joy and I am your host. And today I bring to you people from all over the world and all walks of life who are here to share their journey around the Law of Attraction so they can inspire you to do the same thing. So today's guest is actually a neighbor of my neighbor, meaning we live in the same city and we just met. So it's not like I know him as a neighbor, but we're both in Portland, Oregon. I love that. Brian Belfont. Belfont? Yes. Fun, yeah. began his career in Hollywood, where he quickly rose in the production ranks as a top produ- director shooting hundreds of television commercials for household name brands and dozens of award-winning art films. Realizing he was look- looking at a major life change when his child was born with special needs, he relocated to Portland, Oregon and became one of the top-selling real estate agents in the Pacific Northwest. Following an unexpected divorce, he wondered if he could use the set of 99 rules of real estate he developed to re-enter the, ra- the dating world with the goal of finding a new spouse. As luck would have it, he could. And now readers everywhere can do the same. And his book is called Spouse Hunting, Using the Rules of Real Estate to Find the Love of Your Life. And what an interesting twist, Brian. This is going to be such a cool conversation. Thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you so much for having me. And I want to make sure I said your last name right. How do I say it? Well, here's the thing. I say Belafont. There aren't that many. My cousin says Belafont. So Got it. do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm always like, I like to say ahead of time, how do I say your name? And then I forgot to ask. So keeping it real here, guys. But anyway, Brian, thank you so much for being on my show. And I really am excited that you're um, a local. So we can really gravitate towards that Portland conversation if it goes there. I know. Go locals, right? Right, right. But one thing I want to ask that I ask all of my guests is how did you come into the law of attraction and how has it changed your life? You know, it's funny. Um, this is going to sound kind of flip and it's not meant to be. When I was in seventh grade, I had a crush on Lisa D'Angelo. She sat in front of me in math class and I never spoke to her. And then summer came along and the school had set up this thing in September where we would register for the next year. And I wanted to see her. And I just, something told me that if I went to registration at 11 o'clock, she would be there. 
and she was. And, you know, to my little, what, 13-year-old brain, I'm like, I made that happen. And so this is a lesson that I've kind of taken through my life. And I'm not minimizing it. What I'm saying is that the first experience was so positive that it makes me believe that this is the way things work. And since then, it's been sort of proved to me, yeah, this is the way things work. You can manifest stuff. And you know, you started to learn that so young. See, this isn't yeah. something you're taught. I love this, Brian, because most people come yeah. to my podcast like, oh, I learned it from the movie The Secret or different yeah. books they read. But you actually got organically knowing like, hey, if I think this thought and this happens, there's a correlation. So how cool that you figured that out. And yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's helped you in your career because you've done a lot of amazing stuff. It's always helped me. And the thing is, you know, the, the, the thing that I kind of keep in mind for myself is there's a difference between wishing and manifesting. And wishing to me is like, yeah, I'd like to be a millionaire. Manifesting is going like, what, what would it be like? What, what, how would I picture it? What would it be like? And then it allows you to put the stuff into place to go, okay, what do I need to do in order to best most likely make that happen. Uh-huh. That to me is manifesting. And I've done that my whole life. And yeah, I mean, no life is perfect. My life has had some, can I say shit shows? Yes. Um, <laughs> but even those are things that I, you know, to one degree or another manifested. So let's just take responsibility. I, right. The good and the bad, you know? Right. That's what I love about re- a law of attraction is about taking full responsibility responsibility for your life. The yeah. good, the bad, and the ugly. But the bad is not bad if it's a lesson. That's what I think. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think part of it is too, is I'm, a, I'm an optimist. You know, I've had some really, really, really tough things happen in my life. And on the back end of them, my, my cousin always gives me a, you know, gives me a hard time because every time something bad is happening, I always come out sooner or later with saying, well, here's why it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably what's going to end up on my tombstone. Here's why it's a good thing. Because I'm always, it's like, this is the way I'm wired is like, I'm what will be way. good about this really bad thing? Yeah. It's the silver lining thing. For me, that's how I cope. I think, I think it's a coping yep. mechanism. Like, no, absolutely. Yep, yeah. Yep. And that's why I think law, I'm going to gravitate towards law of attraction too, because there's always this flip it side. Like I'm a big yep. Abraham Hicks fan. So Abraham always talks about step one, which is the contrast when things are wrong on the other side is something good. So it makes you realize, okay, there's nothing bad. Yep. And, but can you share a story? Because one thing right now, people are going through a lot of the, you know, the, um, the George Floyd and their, their, the protests. We had a lot of protests here in Portland. We've yeah. had, um, of course, the whole pandemic. The world feels really, really hopeless. And yes. I've been trying to preach hopefulness because I see yeah. the silver lining. But if you can share a story in your life that was tough, that you saw the silver lining and things got better. <laughs> okay. I know it's probably hard to narrow down to one. <laughs> yeah, but... no, I mean, the, the, probably the most painful thing was my divorce. It was really, it was just it was not fun um i uh, let me sort of be like part of that and part of the process of my divorce mm-hmm. um my my ex told me that you know in for the good of the kids in the interest of their security and continuity and stability that she should have the house and so i'm like yeah i'll give her the house and within days she sold it and it broke my heart I mean, there were a lot of heartbreaks, but one of the things that really upset me was that I thought that the goal here was stability and continuity for the kids. And I guess our visions of those things were totally different. And so 
you know, yeah, I wallowed in self-pity for a while. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give the kids the stability and continuity the, the way I see it. Mm-hmm. And part of that, the you know, thing that I wanted to do that, what represented that to me was a house. I needed to have a house. I was renting a place, you know, I had two roommates. It was, you know, financially, I was in a, in a really, really bad spot. Um, and so I, you know, the short version of the story is I, I manifested the house. And then manifesting it, what I did was I, you know, I, the things that I needed to do is I needed to fix my credit rating. I'd gone into huge debt to pay for all this divorce crap. I had increased my income because I didn't have enough money to qualify for a mortgage. Um, you know, and I, and I did those things. And ultimately, I ended up with the perfect house for me and my kids. It's 10 blocks to, from where they were going to school. It's across the street from a park. It's in a lovely neighborhood with the best neighbors I could imagine. I have this, you know, I think of it as the island of misfit toys. I have this like family that I didn't have when I was with my ex. And now I've got with, you know, with my girlfriend, with my housemate, with my neighbors, my friends, my kids, my dog. I mean, it's magnificent. Mm-hmm. And that's the stability that, you know, ultimately I wanted to give them. And I've been able to give to them and me. It's wonderful. Well, what I want to point out when you, you, your wife said, I'm going to take the house and mm-hmm. you were going, okay, then it's, she's going to be in charge of working out the stability of the family. And what happened is you had to take responsibility because that's the lesson here to me, I see, yeah. is we can't rely on other people. No, we can't rely on other people, but it, our responsibility is the only thing we have control over. We're the only ones who can control our life. We can't get someone else to cooperate, especially during divorce. I've been through a horrible divorce myself and there's no control there. There's no controlling your exes. I can say that for sure, (laughs) but that's anybody. But what happened was, is you said, you know what, how can I have a vision for my life? Take control of my life. How can I see what is really needed for me and my kids? And then you made it happen. And so that is the step one for anyone who wants to manifest is to decide to say, this is what I want in my life and to keep that positive outcome. And as you've shown, look how great your life's turned out. It it has. And you know, it's interesting because, you know, I think about this a lot, partly with regard to my clients. It's like the deciding what you want is super, super important. And what I tell with my clients and the same thing that I did with myself is like, to me, there's three parts to that. There's deciding what you want, which is how you, where you want to be, but you have to be really clear with yourself of where you are. You know, I had to admit to myself that I was in a really bad shape financially, and I had to fix that in order to get to where I wanted to be. And the mm-hmm. third part is, you know, that path of how do you get from where you are to where you want to be. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, those three things together, that's manifesting. Right. You can't just go, yeah. you know, I want this without any regard to how, where you start from. Right, right, right. And I think that's maybe why people don't manifest because they have this, okay, I want to manifest a million dollars. Okay, go. And they're like not willing to look at their financial patterns, yeah. their habits, their um, their beliefs around money. And so yeah. they're like, but why isn't it coming? I'm doing all the visualizations and all this. But I think that's where you said getting real. So I go, I get a deeper level. The getting yeah. real is like, what am I, how am I sabotaging this through my beliefs? You know, and you like yeah. on the external said, okay, my credit score sucks. I better get that up. And you took action. But I think behind that, we were probably also working on that, the, that belief of, I, I see this better life for me and my kids. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you, know, Altogether. you said it, it's like, yeah, I can't, I'm not a victim of somebody else. Right. Yes. Yeah, there are, there are some not nice people in the world. Right. I got to take responsibility for getting involved with the not nice people and allowing them to do the not nice things. But still, it's, you know, it comes down to me. 
why are we attracting that? And then how could yeah. we stop attracting that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so speaking of stop attracting that, you also, this book is about helping people find love again. And I'm really curious to see, and I have to also say, I love that you went from doing commercials, being in Hollywood, to being a realtor, to writing a book. People like you are my favorite people in the world, by the way, Brian, because I love the, the diversity of life. I mean, being a hospice nurse, as we talked about before, I, to me, we need to live fully. It does not matter what it looks like, what path you go, just say yes. And so you said yes to real estate and now you said yes to being a writer. And, but tell, tell us about this book because I'm really fascinated about how you put real estate and dating together. It kind of makes oh. sense, but I want to hear more. Well, the way it works for me, or the, yeah, okay. So when I got into real estate, I wanted to learn how to work best with my clients. And so I kept notes on all the, you know, relationships and transactions and stuff, the things that worked, the things that I could improve. And it sort of became this thing of a bunch of rules of real estate. And then one day I'm dropping my daughter off to school and we're talking about friends. And, you know, the important part of that was how do you tell the difference between a friend and somebody whose company you enjoy? Because there is a real important difference there. And she's, you know, she was 11 at the time. And so I'm talking to her about this and I dropped her off and all of a sudden there was this flash. It's like, wait a minute. I'm telling her exactly the same things that I talked to my clients about. I wonder, does it all match up? And I just kind of sat down and for three days, I, you know, I put everything in order and I'm like, okay, these are the rules of real estate. Oh my God. One for one. It's this entire like matchup. It's like, what would it take for you to find a person? And it doesn't have to be partner, but that's, that's the focus because that was what it was important to me at the time. But these are the things that you want to do to get that relationship. And when you think about it, it's not that big of a difference because in, you know, a house is a representation of you and your life and a partner is a representation of you and your life and you, you, you live know, with them together. both. Exactly. <laughs> right. So it's not that big of a stretch. I just connected these dots and I was like, wow, this is super cool. So give us some tips then. Well, the biggest, okay. So, you know, it comes back to what we were saying before. It's like, you have to know where you are, what you want and the steps to get there. And, you know, some of them are pretty neat and some of them are kind of surprising. Um, the, the one that I keep harping on in the book and that matters to me the most is I believe in making a list. Yes. I know this doesn't work for a lot of people. Um, but I, you know, I, I do this with houses. I do this with, you know, when the dating thing as well, I don't just make a list. I make three lists. So the first list is the deal breakers. It's like, if one of these things isn't there, then this isn't going to work. We can be friends. We can be people whose company we enjoy, but this is not my partner. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is um, things that have, they must have a compensating reason if they're not there. So the okay. really good example is, you know, if you want a big front yard and you find a house that doesn't have a big front yard, but it's across the street from a park, does that park, is that a compensating reason for not having a yard? You know, it's up to you to decide. Uh -huh. Sometimes it seems like a religion, diet, whatever. And the third part, which is super important, is you have to be really clear about what's attractive to you. And in houses for me, it's like, I love mid-century modern houses. Uh -huh. If you saw my house, I have two kids, a dog, girlfriend, a house. It's like our place is always, there's always like 17 projects going. I can't live in a mid-century modern house the way I sort of picture it but I know I'm attracted to it. So just the awareness of the attraction makes me go, ah, I see that thing 
you know, it's like, oh, I see that person and he, she has these characteristics that I think are attractive, but is that the right match for me? It just makes you aware and helps you make that decision. Yeah, that's brilliant yeah. because it's true. I, I think about when um, you're buying a house, I think people get really, really picky with houses, but yeah. they don't with dating. <laughs> or maybe they get the same and they're, you know, I, I think it's intentional. You know, yeah. I think maybe we put sometimes put more intention on house hunting than they do in relationships, which is why most relationships don't work though, because they don't put enough attention into what they really want. I was one of those people who would just say, oh, you like me? Yay, this is cool. Let's let's hang out yeah. because you like me. I had such huge insecurities that I didn't think yeah. I, you know, I could choose what I wanted. It was more like you like me. And um, some woman I just interviewed, she would call it being a pond. So I was a pond. Um, but in with the house, I was like, I did a vision board. I knew exactly what I wanted actually with my house. Yeah. And I manifested it within um, two weeks, I literally did my vision board. I said, I want to buy, I think you should buy a house. And I did my vision board, found a mortgage broker, found a house on Zillow, first and only house I looked at, found a realtor, and I put in an offer the next day. And it's my dream house. I love my house so much. It's fantastic. Um, but that's law of attraction at its best. So I oh, teach absolutely, yeah. law of attraction with writing that list. So I love that you talk about list. Yep. Yeah. Can I just go back to one thing you said, which sure. I think is important. I tell my clients this too. It's like, with a house, it's really, because we, we deal with law, um, it's two separate transactions. Buying a house and selling a house are two separate transactions. And I, the way I sort of parallel that in dating is like, finding a partner is one transaction, but, and I say transactions, it's not meant to be cold or heartless, it's just a way to think about it. Right. The other transaction is the partner finding you. You both have to come into these different transactions and you both have to get what you want. Otherwise, somebody's not going to be happy and it's not going to work. Right, right. I so yeah, I mean, together. I do the same yeah. thing. It's like, hey, you like me? Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. What about what I like, what I want, what I need? Right, right. Yeah. And how did you meet your girlfriend? Did you use all these t tips and tools that you're talking about? Yes. Um, and you know, we're, we're on, if I was looking at it the other day, it's like, we're on rule 61 right now. So there's 99 rules and we're two thirds, almost two thirds of the way through. And so far she's fantastic. She's amazing. She likes me. I like her. We get along. We fit, yeah. you know, intellectually, emotionally, physically. So, you know, I'm super optimistic. How did but you meet? Six, we met on Bumble, you know, uh -huh. Uh -huh. she, God, yep. I was cute. I thought she was cute. I mean, yeah. In my case, I'm right, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there any you can tell us some more of these rules? Are there any of these rules that would be law of attraction related? Yeah. Hold on. Let me. I have the book sitting here, right here. And I'm sure you don't have all 99 rule. memorized, but <laughs> I, you know, I don't. But I think yeah, if I'm thinking of the right one, it's rule. Oh, here's a really wonderful one. Um. So two things, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about two of them, if you don't mind. Sure. First one is that there's a real estate rule that the listing is not meant to sell the house. Now, this is my rule. A lot of realtors don't believe this, but the listing is meant to show the showing. So when you put up a profile on a dating site, what you're trying to get is a date. You're not trying to get a partner. It's the date that gets you the partner. Ah. It's how you are with each other and whether you fit. Uh -huh. And so keep that in mind is sort of two separate things, I think. The other one, which kind of comes to mind, which I think is a really neat one for me is when I'm working with clients and they're selling a house and somebody comes in to see it and they end up not 
liking it or making an offer or whatever, I always ask for feedback. And I noticed that with myself when I'd go on a date and there wasn't chemistry or whatever, we would just like move on. And I'm like, wait a minute, if this is a good rule for real estate, why isn't it a good rule for life? And I started doing that. And I went on a date, you know, almost immediately after realizing this, I went on a date with this woman. I thought she was wonderful. She didn't think it was going anywhere. And it was really hard. But I got up the guts and I just said, you know, can you just give me some feedback? What worked, what didn't kind of thing. Yeah. And I think it took her by surprise, but we had a really lovely, honest conversation. And yeah, I'm not going to change everything based on one conversation. But if I hear the same things over and over again, it's like, you know, you talk, but you didn't listen to me. Or, right. you know, you chew with your mouth open or whatever those things are, you know, I'm going to take those things into consideration. Maybe I can work on myself to make myself a person that is more attractive to the people that I want to attract. So it was, it was kind of nice. And sort of the, the, the neat sort of thing that happened out of that is after we had that conversation, she wanted to meet two of her friends. I'm like, you know what? Wow. This makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because, you know, at the time I was, you know, one of a bunch of guys and you sort of like you're shopping. Right. And I went from that to person. You know, there was a real human interaction. Yeah, we didn't go on a second date. It wasn't that kind of a connection, but we got a deeper sort of more personal connection. Yeah. And so some of the people that I've gone out with, yeah, we didn't end up together, but we're friends and that's really wonderful. And I think this is the best thing about what you did is in all re successful relationships, you have to learn to communicate. You have yeah. to be able to speak your truth and be able to hear feedback in a loving way. And that's a great way of practicing that because like with my relationship with my fiance, it's very, we got very vulnerable, very open and very, um, we listen to each other. He's the best listener in the world. I, I joke all the time. Like I need to lease him out to other women because he's such a great listener. Like that's women just want to be heard. And he's, but, but what you, you showed with that, that woman is, Hey, I really want to be that communicative person in a relationship. Yeah. So yes, maybe there wasn't that chemistry or whatever. You can't change that, but it's going to help you practice. Okay. She took that pretty well. Awesome. Now you're, it's almost like positive feedback. It's like the Pavlov response, right? You're like, you're, yeah. you know, <laughs> you're doing a good job. So keep doing it. So exactly. what a great gift she gave you yeah. and you gave yourself because you started the ball rolling, right? Well, and you know, for me, I mean, the growth for me was that, you know, I was going from a place of not having, I had a lot of trust issues, thanks for the, to the divorce. And this allowed me to try it out on, you know, when I think about it, it's like, okay, what's the harm? She could just like throw something at me and walk away. No, I mean, it worked, yeah. you know, I, I opened myself up it worked. Now it lets me open myself up a little bit more. It's not always going to work. That's fine. Yeah. 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 I love it. And any other tips and tools around dating you want to give people before we wrap up here? Ah, <laughs> the most important rule of all is the last rule. It's like when you find somebody, when it's working out, express your gratitude. Same thing with your house. It's easy to take it for granted, especially when you're in something every day. But remember how hard it was to find that thing that you wanted. And remember that you accomplished something really awesome. Give that to yourself. Give that to your partner. Give that to your house. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I love it. And I, I thank my house every day. I meditate every morning and every time I'm done meditating, I open my eyes and I look at my house and I'm like, thank you so much house. Like I love you so much. And of course yeah. my partner, I thank him a thousand times a day. I always yeah. say, how could I love you more? And he's like, you're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you found the right partner. Yes, I did. Yeah. I did. Well, Brian, how can people find out more about you and, you know, how could they get your book and, you know, also say the title again for people. Okay. This, the title is Spouse Hunting, Using the Rules of Real Estate to Find the Love of Your, love of your Life. I love that title. <laughs> it's on Amazon. So if you do a search on Amazon, you'll find it probably, you know, there may be others. Um, you can get to me, the, probably the best way is through Facebook. Um, on Facebook, I have a business page, Brian, your favorite realtor. Uh huh. So that's the best way. And um, I just got to do a plug. I have the best puppy ever. And uh -huh. he does my, my, he does my advertising. He's my spoke puppy. So if you want to see the most adorable dog doing commercials for me, He's on Instagram as milo.speaks. Oh my gosh, I'm checking that out right away. What you kind of puppy? He's a mud. I got him at the pound. He's, mm -hmm. just, he's just a nutcase and he's funny and smart and he, he gives me so much joy. I love it. I love it. Well, Brian, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your journey with my people and for writing this really unique perspective book like this is the thing people there's this is this is full-on outside the box thinking right but you had a moment <laughs> of inspiration and you said yes and every time you get inspired it sounds like you said yes times will be hard but you still keep moving you keep that positive outlook and just trust the universe is always bringing to you what you need right it is yes yeah. thank you so much michelle yeah. thank you for being here thank you for being on my show and you know what i'm going to see you somewhere in portland once they open it up yeah. <laughs> who knows right it's a right, big city yeah. but you never know um yeah. we're vibrating together so we probably will run i know into each i other. will probably run into you in the next couple of weeks i know right i love it well make sure you talk to me so I definitely um will. good and so thank you and i am going to put all his information on the show notes and please reach out to him please get his book go on amazon and Thank you again for listening. And I hope he inspired you as much as I did. And I love these stories. They make me so happy. <laughs> and I hope you, if you have a story you want to share on my podcast, please reach out to me by going to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. Thank you for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful day and happy manifesting. <laughs> Thank you again for listening and joining me on my podcast. If you want to learn more about me, please go to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And on there, I have lots of goodies, including guided meditations and inspirational posts and blogs. And of course, I'm here to help you as your coach. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.